This is Scott Lutz, and welcome to another Bible Ring of the Day. Today we are in Proverbs 29, 1-27 for your NIV, and then we're going to go to e for your ESV. We're going to go to Genesis 38, 1-30, and then um, and Mark 10, 1-52. Um, just to let you know, there will not be a sermon today. Um, we're just going to do readings. Um, so let's go ahead and read the scripture. A man who remains stiff-necked about many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. When the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. A man who loves wisdom brings joy to his father, but a companion of prostitutes squanders his wealth. By justice and king, a king gives a country stability, but one who is greedy for bribes tears it down. Whoever flatters his neighbor is spreading a net for his feet. An evil man is snared by his own sin, but a righteous one can sing and be glad. The righteous care about justice for the poor, but the wicked have no such concern. Mockers stir up a city, but wise men turn away anger. If a wise man goes to court with the fool, the fool rages and scoffs, and there is no peace. Bloodthirsty men hate a man of integrity and seek to kill the upright. A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise man keeps himself under control. If a ruler listens to lies and all his officials become wicked, the poor man and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives sight to the eyes of both. If a king judges the poor with fairness, his throne will always be secure. A rod of correction imparts of wisdom, but a child left to himself disgraces his mother. When the wicked thrive, so does sin. But the righteous will see their downfall. Discipline your son, and he will give you peace. He will bring delight to your soul. Where there is no revelation, the people eat, cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. A servant cannot be corrected by mere words. Though the understanding, he will not respond. Do you see a man who speaks in haste? There is more hope for a fool than for him. If a man pampers his servant from youth, he will bring grief in the end. An angry man stirs up dissension, and a hot-tempered one commits many sins. A man's pride brings him low, but a man of lowly spirit gains honor. The accomplice of a thief is his own enemy. He is put under oath and dare not testify. Fear a man... Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Many seek an audience with a ruler, but it is from the Lord that man gets justice. The righteous detest the dishonest, and the wicked detest the upright. Let's go ahead and head to your ESV readings. Okay, so now this is Genesis chapter, uh, uh, just give me a second here. Genesis chapter 38, verses uh, 1 through 30. Um, and then we'll be in Mark 10, 1 through 52. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. It happened at the, that time that, for, that Judah went down for, from his brothers and turned aside to a, a certain Adamite whose name was Hittah. Hira. There Judah saw the daughter of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shua. 
He took her and went into her, and she conceived and bore a son, and he called his name Ur. She conceived again and bore a son, and she called him Onan. Yet again she bore a son, and she called his name Shelah. Judah was in Chezev when she bore him. After Judah took a wife for Ur, his firstborn, and her her name was Tamar, but Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord put him to death. Then Judah said to Onan, Go in your brother's wife and perform the duty of a bro brother-in-law to her and raise up offspring for your brother. But Onan knew that his, the offspring would not be his, so whenever he went into his brother's wife, he would waste the semen on the ground so as not to give offspring to his brother. And what he did was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and he put him to death also. Then Judah said to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, Remain a widow in your father's house till Shelah, my son, grows up. For he feared that he would die like his brothers. So Tamar went and, and remained in her father's house. In the course of time, the wife of Judah, Shua's daughter, died. When Judah was converted, he went out up to Timnah to his sheep shearers, he and his friend Hera the Edomite. And when Tamar was told, your father-in-law is going up to Timnah to shear his sheep, she took off her widow's garments and covered herself with a veil, wrapping herself up and sat at the entrance to Enam, which is on the road to Timnah. For she saw the that Shelah was grown up, and she had not been given to him in marriage. When Judah saw her, he thought she was a prostitute, for she had covered her face. He turned to her and at the roadside and said, Come, let me come in to you. For he did not know that she was the daughter, his daughter-in-law. She said, What will you give me that you may come in to me? He answered, I will send you a young goat, from the flock, and he and she said, "If you give me a pledge until you send it." He said, "What pledge shall I give you?" She replied, "Your signet and your cord and your staff with, that is in your hand." So he gave them to her and went into her, and she conceived by him. Then she arose and went away, and taking off her veil, she put on the garments of the widow of her widowhood. When Judah sent the young goat by his friend the Edomite to take back the pledge from the woman's hand, he said not he did not find her. And he asked the men of the of the place, Where is the cult prostitute who are was an Indian at the roadside? And they said, No cult prostitute has been here. So he returned to Judah and said, I have not, not found her. Also the men of the place said, No cult prostitute has been here. And Judah replied, Let her keep the things as her own, or we will be laughed at. You see, I sent this young goat, and you did not find her. About three months later, Judah was told, Tamar, your daughter-in-law, has been immoral. Moreover, she is pregnant by immorality. And Judah said, Bring her out and let her be burned. And she was, as she was being brought out, 
she sent word to her father-in-law, By the man to whom these belong, I am pregnant. And she said, Please identify whose these are. The signet and the cord of the and the staff. Then Judah identified them and said, She is more righteous than I, since I did not give her to my son Shalah, and he did not know her again. When the time of her labor came, there were twins in her womb. And when she was in labor, one one put out a hand, and the midwife took and tied scarlet thread on her hand, saying, This one come, came out first. But as he drew back his hand, behold, his brother came out and said, and she said, What what a breach you have made for yourself. Therefore the name was called Perez. Afterward his brother came out with the scarlet thread in his hand, and his name was called Zerah. Let's go ahead and head to your New Testament reading. Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz, and today for your uh, New Testament reading, we're in Mark 10, 1-52. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. Teaching about divorce. And he left there and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan, and crowds gathered to him again. And again, as was his custom, he taught them. And the Pharisees came up and, and in order to test him, asked, Is it lawful for man to divorce his wife? He answered them, what did Moses, hold on for a second, guys, I'm just turning the page, command you, they said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and to send her away. And Jesus said to them, because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this command. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his wife his father and mother, and hold fast his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. And the house of the disciples asked him again about this matter. And he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if the, she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Let the children come to me. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me, do not hinder them, for such, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, saying, laying his hands on them. The rich young man. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all those, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said to him, You lack one thing. Go sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. 
and come, follow me. Is heartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult it is to be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? He looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, See, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or or mother or father for children or lands for my sake and for the gospel, who who will not receive a hundredfold, Now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters, mothers and children and lands, with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are are first will be last, and the last first. Jesus foretells his death a third time. They were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them, and they were amazed, and those who followed him were afraid. And taking the twelfth again, he he began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, See, we ha- we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and deliver him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him and spit on him, and flog him and kill him, and after three days he will rise. The Request of James and John And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask for you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit one on your right hand and one on your left in your glory. Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that... that I drink, or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? They said to him, We are able. And he just said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink, and with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant, at James and John, and Jesus called them to him and said to him, to them, "You know that those who are considered rulers are gentile of the Gentiles, lorded over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever should be first among you must be slave of all." For forever the Son of Man came not, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus heals blind Bartimaeus, and and they came to to Jericho, and he was leaving Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho, his disciples and a great crowd. With his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of 
Timas was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father, we just pray that you be with us and watch over us. Keep us safe from the enemy, I pray. I pray that you bring healing to those who are sick. I just pray that you uh, you watch over us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day.